0: We're going to be talking about the heart of Christian service. Today's message in the series is entitled, There is Joy in Serving Jesus. But before we get into the message, I wanted to have a short discussion on one of the areas that, believe it or not, causes problems in ministry, namely marriage. In order to serve the Lord effectively, it's imperative that you consider your spouse and your kids. If you don't, Real harm or even destruction may come either to your ministry or to your marriage or to both. Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 7, 32 and 33, and I'm going to be reading from the uh, King James Version. But I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried careth for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he that is married cares for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. You see, not everyone should get married. But as a general statement, marriage is probably the best thing that could happen to most people. After all, God said it is not good for man to be alone. So what does this have to do with ministry? Well, in marriage, two become one, and now there is no mine or yours, but only ours. And you see, this doesn't stop where ministry is concerned. If one has a ministry, then both have a ministry. And this doesn't change when the other one accepts it or not. In the verses we read a short time ago, Paul is not saying that you have to make a choice in pleasing the Lord or your spouse— what I believe he's saying is that when you, when choosing a Christian spouse, make sure that you choose one that is in tune with the Word and is pleased when you please the Lord. You see, there are at least a few different philosophies out there concerning the relationship between marriage and ministry. Some may say that the home must come first and the Lord's work comes in second place. Then there are those that reverse these priorities, so, what's your thinking on this? In line with the statement that to become one, my thinking is that there must be a good balance between our priorities. A good church is made up of love, truth, and discipline. And if you really think about it, a good home is made up of the same three things. So, the bottom line is that both the church and the home are built with the Word of God and prayer and on the same foundation of love, truth, and discipline. And when we raise our children, we should do it in a way that ensures that they will be a credit to the Lord and to the church. Conflict creeps in when there is a neglect of the building tools or foundation in the home or in the church. There can be Uh, There can also be confusion in the minds of our children if we are hypocritical parents who act one way at home and a different way at church. The truth of the matter is that adjustments must be made in order that neither the home nor the ministry suffers. And no matter what ministry you are involved in, whether it is uh, full-time or volunteer, If your home is being hurt by that ministry, there is something wrong somewhere, either with your home, or your ministry, or both. And if problems arise, you need to really take a close look at things and make the changes necessary to alleviate those problems. You see, it would be very tough to find joy in serving Jesus if your marriage is a mess, or your kids are a mess, or your ministry is a mess. Now, I think we're ready for the message. There is joy in serving Jesus. Whatever ministry or aspect of service God has called you to do should be a joyful undertaking and must never be considered a burden. There are those who started out with joyful hearts of service, and then somewhere along the line, that joy was lost. Don't let that be you, or maybe it is you. You see, when you lose the joy of serving Jesus, that service will most definitely begin to be a burden. And as a result, you will either quit or feel like quitting. And why do you think that is? Well, let me tell you, you want to quit because as it tells us in Nehemiah 8.10, your very strength is the joy of the Lord. In the world we live in, there are so many good things for men to do, Things that may bring happiness, but God has given Christians the best and happiest thing we could ever do, and that is to serve the Lord. The Apostle Paul had one thing for sure that he feared, as he sets forth in uh, he sets it forth in 1 Corinthians 9:27. And despite his courageous undertakings in dangerous places with difficult people and various enemies, he was fearful that when he preached to others, that he himself may become disqualified. Paul saw himself as an official in the Greek games, one who announced the events and broadcast the rules to the contestants. You see, he was an apostle, encouraging others in the Christian race to obey the rules. But he was also Paul the believer, who was also running that race. He feared that he might be t- disqualified because of non-adherence to the rules. It was not never a concern of his of uh, ever losing salvation because he knew that it was sealed. But it was a matter of his possibly losing his ministry and the prize that he would be given by Jesus at the conclusion of the race. And you can read about that in Philippians 3:12 to 16. That's the uh, reference. How would you feel about losing your ministry? If you would be relieved and just starting elsewhere for another opportunity, then serving in ministry is probably somewhere you shouldn't even be. But maybe you would be very calm about it, drop out of the race, turning your back on God, and of course now becoming a container of bitterness. Or maybe you would uh, really get humble, seek his face, and plead your case for the privilege to serve him. Hopefully, your thinking is that you would never want to do anything that would give God, I'm sorry, that would grieve God and make you lose your ministry. You see, people, no matter what type of Christian service you have been called to by God, it is a privilege to serve him. Christian service may at times and in some ways be very hard, but in many ways it is the happiest the most joyful work that you could ever be involved in. There are tears and trials along with joys and triumphs. And you know what? The best is yet to come. Christian service and its joys. So what are they? I personally feel that number one, hands down, is the joy of pleasing the Lord. I mean, after all, you're doing what he wants you to do, right? God takes great delight in his kids and has joy in his heart when we do his will from our hearts. Ephesians 6.6 6 says, Try to please them all the time and not just when they are watching you. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. And uh, that quote is from the New Living Translation. If you want to hear God say, Well done, as it says in Matthew 25.21, When we appear before Him in glory, then pleasing Him should be at the top of our list of motives for service. How about the joy of growing more like Jesus as you do His will? This one comes in at number two on our list. Every Christian should diligently work towards this goal of becoming like Jesus as is set forth in Romans 8.29. Third on our list is the joy of helping others come to know Christ Jesus and also live for Him. Whatever God calls you to do, whatever action he wants you to take, it will be used by him to help someone, when, of course, these things are done to his glory. Sometimes you may not even be aware that this is happening, but as Christians, we know we can trust the Father that anything we do in his will and in his love is never wasted. In Philippians 1.12, Paul's heart, as he writes from prison, is that his Safety and comfort were not important to him, but only that the gospel be proclaimed in Rome, resulting in people turning to Christ Jesus for salvation. The joy of knowing that as you serving the Lord, nothing happens to you except what God ordains comes in at number four. In the number five position is the joy of the wonderful fellowship you have with others who are serving God with you. It is a very enriching experience to belong to a fellowship of service with the knowledge that others are praying for you, just as you are praying for them. The list of joys in Christian service goes on and on, but we'll close with this one. The joy of knowing that your service for Christ will last forever. In 1 John 2.17 Uh, The New King James, I'm sorry, in 1 John 2.17, and I'm going to be in the New King James Version, it says, And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Most of the people you meet day after day are either wasting their lives or merely spending their lives. But God's servants have the privilege of investing their lives in what is eternal. Wow, and wow, let me say that one again, most of the people you meet day after day are either wasting their lives or merely spending their lives, but God's servants have the privilege of investing their lives in what is eternal. I'm going to leave you with the wonderful words of, words of Jim Elliot, who said it perfectly. He is no fool to give what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Till next time.